Hello and welcome to Black Doc Down, a podcast dedicated to topical discussions, opinions, and humor related to healthcare and the nurse practitioner role. I am your host, W.H.A. Mangana, a family nurse practitioner with a terminal degree who hopes you enjoy your visit to the planet known as Charm City. Welcome back. I'm your host, W. Mangana, and this is yet another episode of this wonderful yet disjointed podcast known as Black Doc Down. Our first topic today is going to be inequity, inequity, big word, many challenges, obviously, in healthcare coverage. So this is going to be kind of a all over the place topic, but a lot of people have said most of my topics are all over the place. So why change horses midstream? I had a conversation this week where somebody pointed out that we still are not getting the coverage we need for our patients um, as far as medication, services, those type of things. And then tonight, there was a whole different discussion on this little uh, internet group talking about um, women of color and uh, disparity in care for maternal issues. Um, Now that one is more, I think, almost cultural. Um, I think what I'm talking about is gonna be more uh, a financial aspect and what, or, or insurance type things. Um, you have patients coming in the door in a perfect world, I guess, that many of you guys are seeing, particularly people who have their own little clinic, like some of our site cats, are cash patients. You know, everybody wants cash patients. This is, you know, this is a cash only uh, practice. This is so and so, and that's that's freaking wonderful. Uh, the next thing would be like our commercial patients. You got somebody coming there who like the triple platinum Blue Cross Blue Shield. You know, as I said, I think on the first show, I had a couple of clinics where everybody was running like Blue Cross, Kaiser, whatever, commercial. Grip of money, that's fine. Um, then our next level will be coming down to like um, Medicare, Medicaid, all those type of things. Um, now in California, somebody who recently got to the paper who may be undocumented, you might be on like a med- emergency medical which is even a tear down as far as trying to find a provider that's going to take care of you. The thing is, a lot of people aren't getting the kind of coverage that they deserve. And we're seeing a follow on trend of, of negative, um, negative health effects. I guess I'm trying to figure out how to really say that everything. Your health is going to suffer because you didn't get taken care of at the initial point of attack because you can't get this treatment. You can't get this medication. You can't get. Uh, <laughs> you can't even get anybody just to call you back. Um, I used to spend days in Los Angeles calling around trying to get somebody to take my patients who were on emergency medical. Um, as a result, I had people getting amputations, going blind, all the kind of crazy stuff because nobody's looking at them. Heck, in Texas, I had people kicked out of hospitals because their insurance was, you know just up up to par and I'm seeing patients now who transferred to me whose insurance isn't accepted um, at a place that they've been for years so they've, they've been there they've been happy with the providers they're happy with their care but they just literally can't stay there anymore because their insurance don't work no more and that's kind of rough because you get to a point where you, you know somebody and you trust them and you've built a relationship up with it. But then that money just means that things have to change. But 
in that case, at least they had coverage. You have people out there who aren't getting any coverage at all. You remember that whole kerfluffle about the ACA, and I guess it's still kind of going on. They were tripping about that. But it's a thing of we have so many people that are just not getting the kind of care they deserve because of this insurance. And I, I'm, I'm going to say some hot button stuff because I'm a big, 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 big time advocate for Medicare for all. That's how I get down. You may have a different take on it. That's fine. You're free to get your own show and do your thing on my show. <laughs> We're going to talk about the advantages of Medicare for all because I think we can save a whole heck of money and get a whole lot of treatment uh, pushed out to people if we had that kind of option. And we can, people always bring up to me, well, you know, my cousin went to Canada and it took them four, four days to get an MRI, so-and-so. Yeah, but at the end of the day, he didn't have to pay for anything. I mean, fam, I had a whole MI at my desk in Los Angeles, and I didn't want to call an ambulance. You know why? And I had a job. Think about this. Because I didn't want to pay $1,200 to go to the hospital. How crazy is that? But even so, I had the option once I got in to use my insurance and pay for my stay there. You have people that are just, I mean, people are dying because they can't pay for anything. And nobody will see them. And, you know, we can talk about this whole pro bono thing, but really, I mean, think about it, fam. How many of y'all know people that are taking folks pro bono? Yeah, I go nowhere. I can wait. Especially for these, these more, you know, boutique type establishments. Because it's a thing of, if you have a service that you're giving to somebody and you're some kind of, you know, um, and there's nothing wrong with cool sculpting or something like that. But that's what you're doing. You're doing Botox and so and so. That's fine. That's, that's you know you, you're doing it. People are paying for that service. Using not really you know a a, a life saving type procedure. But if you're seeing somebody for high blood pressure, you know you're seeing somebody for diabetes. You're seeing all those little primary issues that are going to you know dog pile in something worse, or you know different things that they they've they've dealt with for a while that are really just out of control. Yeah, they don't get they don't get seen. Things go bad really quickly. So it, it becomes a situation where you ask yourself, like, what what is the solution to this? And how do we get to a point where everybody's got a fair shot at getting seen by a qualified provider? And I don't really have no answer to that. I, again, I, my, my answer is Medicare for all. But hey, that's just me. But you may have some other thoughts on it. But for the most part, I am tired of, of people not being seen. I, I don't want to have another conversation with a patient where I point out an issue and they tell me they haven't had a medication for 15 years. And some of that might be choice as well, but it's a situation where they just haven't been able to afford that doctor visit. They can't do it. It's just not part of it. They have no money. They have no transportation, whatever the case may be, it's keeping them from being seen. And if they are seen, you're using a medication from 1932 because you're either, you know, unable or unwilling to look for a different agent for that, uh, that particular patient. I mean, come on, man. I, I see people you've had, like, you've been on one agent for hypertension for like, what, since 1973 and nobody's looked at it. Nobody's tracking you. Nobody's really checking your, your, you know, your, your pressure. Nobody's looking to diet. I mean, it's just a thing of, you're not going to get the same care in the zip code I work in 
as you are when you cross that county line, you go out there where that money's at. And I got a problem with that. Um, I mean, I'm choosing to obviously work in a city and, and deal with patients that, you know, that are kind of pushed to the side. And I'm not expecting everybody in Beverly Hills to see the patients from Watts. But I'm saying that the patients in Watts need access to the same treatment protocols and options that the rich folks do. So if nothing else, at least give you access to the basic pyramid of, of care that, that people are going to get. So I'm not even talking about the stuff that you hear on TV, these, these medications that, you know, seem so glamorous and, you know, all of a sudden calls, you know, you know, your lip to fall off three days later. I'm just saying just the basic thing, like, <laughs> can a brother get lisinopril? Whatever. <laughs> Those type things. <laughs> so, let's uh, end that first thought. Second thought of the day. Man. We've talked about it a bunch in different groups. And let's go ahead and bring it out right now. That raggedy AMA ad about MP service in the emergency room. Lord have mercy. I've heard a lot about this. I've had my ear bent about this. Um, full disclosure, I think I have, what, one cousin who is a physician, one who's a dentist, and I have a cousin who's married to uh, a physician. I think she's a radiation oncologist or something like that. Um, and we're cool. We're cordial. No, no issues, you know. They do their gig. I do my gig. I'm an MP. I'm proud to be an NP. On the flip side of that, I feel as though I bring as much worth to the table as they do. Let me let me let me qualify that because I know there's some of y'all who are married to folks or whatever or feel some type of way or want a cap for, for docs and that's cool. This article is saying basically that we're not providing the same kind of care and that they feel some type of way about it and that they need to be MD driving. I don't really see any NPs running rogue in the ER to begin with. I see a lot of docs there. I see a lot of PAs there. There are some NPs, but usually there's a, a, a glut of other providers there. And when I do see NPs there, I see them having more empathy towards the patient, be able to explain things, and for the most part, providing the care that maybe doctors did back in the what the 70s, like Marcus Welby or something like that. But I don't see too many negative comments. If you were to do, what's the... Um, What's the one thing they have? The they have the one survey used to come through all the time, and it would ask about the um, efficiency or how you're actually dealing with your patients or or whatever. Um, and I'm like, and peace seem to rock it out. I don't know, I don't know, but I hear that a lot. It's always something that's trying to strike us down, whether it's that dealing with this title thing, any issue, it's always some kind of issue about what we're not doing as NPs. And I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing NPs really make an impact and a difference. You know, I, I'm not even tooting my own horn, but you know, I'm cool with my patients. I, I make an effort to reach out to my patients. Fam, I made house calls this week. I've done it before. I don't know between doctors doing that. You know, I got an issue... I'm going to handle it. I'm not crapping on doctors. Doctors are, are wonderful in their own way, but we get a lot of noise from folks that have nothing to do with us. You mad at me because I'm providing the same amount of service to this company and they only got to pay me half the money. That's the reason they want to bring me on board. It's not about, you know, a, a role or whatever. It's the fact that at the end of the day, 
they're trying to make the money they can, bring the revenue they came in without sending it out in your pocket. That's why they want me to come on. So these continued acts about how we're unqualified or we're not dealing with it, that doesn't match up. I always had a problem with that because people would tell me, and even people who are MPs will come on in and tell you that we don't do this or we don't have clinical hours or, or so-and-so and the PAs get a thousand hours at the school of so-and-so. Fam, I had a thousand hours at my school. And in addition, I had to be a nurse to get to this point. It may, I'm sure you did too. Um, I'm not going to discount my critical experience, you know, and say that, oh, I didn't learn anything. Yeah, I learned a lot when I was a nurse. So that helped me. So going into this, I guess my thought again about the whole ad is, why are you so obsessed with me? I'm just a small little, you know, small little NP doing my thing, just trying to help people out and be the best me I can be. I just keep on seeing this again and again and again. And I'm wondering, like, why, fam? Why? Why is it such a big deal? Are we that unsafe? I don't think so. The numbers just don't add up. You don't see any real issue with our particular care and uh, or different. Um, uh, was it a mortality event stemming from NP care? You know, if anything, I think we're was nursing like the second or most trusted thing uh, or uh most job in the, in the country. My wife says we're the most, so people love us. I love MPs. I'm proud to be an MP. All right. That's cool. So my last rant of the day is going to be talking about um, jobs that say they're going to take care of us. Well, we have to trust their inner goodness. We're not a family. We never were a family. I work in a place where it's a business and they may try to portray themselves that way. But at the end of the day, I know that they're going to do what they have to do for their bottom line. I'm a professional. I show up. I do my job. I go home. I don't want to hang out. I don't want to spend quality time. I want to do what I got to do to do this paycheck. And I want to keep it pushing. We are not in a situation where I believe that my best interests are there for you. The amount of compensation I get alone speaks to that because if you paid me a value for what I actually do, man, I pay like, you know, twice the money I make now, but it's not all about money. As I mentioned last segment, I made a, ho uh, a house call and I've done that before because I want to make sure my patient is straight, but I do it for them. I don't do it for that company because at the end of the day, that company can go underwater tomorrow. I had a company I work for. They couldn't even send me a W-2 because they just folded and vanished into the night. It's not a family. You didn't care enough to take care of your business. You wanted what you could get out of me. And I wanted what I could get out of you. I wanted that check. You wanted a provider. We got that. But it doesn't mean we're going to take like long, hot showers together. It doesn't mean walking on the beach together. It just means we're in a business relationship. Not a family. All right, so this one's a little shorter than usual. And I hope that you guys did get some kind of insight out of it. Um, again, I always tell you, I'm going to keep on working on it. going to keep on cranking these out. I hope that you come back again and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Take care of yourself. Be safe.